With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Josh Jenkins has been good enough to join me. He's just about to select his, his 18 for the Geelong team to run out today against Hawthorne. So let's find out who the 18 is. Josh, welcome to the program. Great to have you back. Uh, thanks, Dwayne. And if uh, you think, A, you're going to get it out of me, then you're mistaken. But B, <laughs> if you think I even know, then you're mistaken as well. Chris and, uh, Chris and the, the head honchos, they make those big decisions. But I have noticed, uh, and you can tell me whether I'm wrong or right, but I have noticed that there's a lot of people involved with Geelong in the grandstand. Uh, when I saw a game the other day, they were damn happy about Jai Clark, their new recruit that they picked up during the draft. Um, he looks like mm. he's going to get a bit of game time this afternoon. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think my understanding is that everyone who's healthy will, will get an opportunity today. So, um, you know, when they're playing eight periods of footy, uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, game time that needs to be filled. I think it might be four, uh, sorry, eight 25-minute periods. Mm. So, you know, there'll be some VFL-listed guys who will get some exposure as well. So a lot of bodies are needed to to get through all eight periods of play. So, yeah, Jai's one of a few who, I guess unofficially, uh, for the first time will get to pull on the hoops and, and have a run around. But it's important for these these young guys and the guys on the periphery and perhaps some guys who have missed a chunk of the preseason to, to be able to wind themselves up. For some, this game this afternoon uh, doesn't mean much. It means almost nothing. It's just a bit of a hit out. But for others, it means a little bit more. And it'll mean a little bit more for... Ollie Henry's been starring pre-season. You've got Jack Bowes, who's jumped to a new club. They want to establish themselves. Tanner Bruin gets an opportunity today to kind of establish himself among the pecking order. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. And that's the beauty, I guess, of the extended game time is you can you can spread the load. You know, it's probably... You know, most of the premiership players are, are ready to rock and roll and want to play, you know, aside from... You know, probably Tom Hawkins and and Mitch Duncan, and the rest of them are pretty well, you know, wound up and, and want to play. These guys are, you know, even though we try to look after them at 30, 31, 32, if they don't play today, they've got to train tomorrow. So they'd rather get out there and have a run around. But that that does allow us to extend the game out and give those guys an opportunity because it can be difficult. You know, maybe a young forward playing in a in a, in a VFL side that might not be getting a lot of opportunity, you, you can struggle and you can not necessarily stand out. Whereas if you get an opportunity to play alongside Cameron and, and Stengel and those guys, then all of a sudden you might just look like a little bit uh, more of a potent forward yourself. You're getting the fourth or fifth defender and, and things can happen for you. So hopefully a lot of those guys get the opportunity that they are seeking. And I guess that's the beauty of the eight quarters or the eight periods. Everyone will get their, get their opportunity to take a turn. Now, uh, idiots like me are going to read way too much into things we see this afternoon, and I'm looking forward to you know, making mountains out of molehills. One of them will be who tosses the coin. Is there, a, is there a coin toss to decide who's kicking which way to start this game? Well, maybe. Uh, I don't do much on game day, Dwayne, and when it's, a, when, it's a, 
when it's a game without any points on the line, maybe I'll do even less. So maybe I'll put my hand up to go and flip the coin because I haven't got much <laughs> much else to do. But um, no, I don't. Uh, I think it'll just be the Hawks will warm up down one end and they'll say, we'll just go this way and you guys can go that way and we'll just get on with business. So it's very, very informal, Dwayne. So that's a long-winded ask, uh, question for me to finally get to the point, which is, when are you going to name your captain? Uh, again, uh, this is the beauty of being a, a part-timer. I can plead the fifth on all this sort of stuff. I, um, I'm not sure what the timetable <laughs> is. I think and a year across this, I, I saw Alex Pierce was was named the uh, the captain of Frio this mm. morning. Hey, is it just is it just the cats left to name a skipper? I'm not sure what um, whether there are any Brisbane, other teams Brisbane that, next week. So. Uh, Chris Fagan said on, on SEM Breakfast this morning that they're still a week away at least from naming their captain because they had a process that, uh, that was so long-winded. Even We had to go on an ad break in the, in the middle of him explaining how long their process is. So they've got a long one. So you might not be the last that, uh, that's yeah, naming well, their captain this year. It is interesting. I, um, I um, And I heard Tommy Atkins say it, so I'm not giving anything away, but um, you know, we, our guys have decided to go down a bit of a different tack than a lot of others, and not necessarily give every player a vote. More, more, more. Give the, mm. I guess, a consultation rather than votes. And I think that is the right way to go about it. Now, people say, of course, you with the cats, of course, you're going to say that. But I mean, you, you know, you take a Jai Clark, for example, who might be a very intelligent young man, and in fact, he, he is. But does he really know uh, the people? at the top of the pecking order who will be the best candidate for, for, for being the next captain. I'm not sure. So I think it is a good idea to give that, that top 20 group of players and then your staff and your assistant coaches and, and, and onwards and upwards from there with your GM and your, and your CEO. I think that is a good way to go about it. But, you know, each to their own. Now, you are the right coach as well. So have you got a view on this, how deep the throw-in should be? Well, I mean, it's a bit of an optical illusion. I do... And it makes sense that as the game wears on, the boundary umpires get fatigued and their throw-ins become a little bit shorter. But we we often emphasise the the ruckman. It's like markers up when you played markers up or jack in the pack, um, as I think you South Australians call it. When you when you um, when you play markers up, you always want to stand at the back. Everyone wants to stand at the back. Everyone wants to be the and you end up starting in one position and ending up 40 metres back of where you started. And that's what happens with the Ruckman because they both, you know, more often than not want to take the back position and, and want to stand on the back and get in, you know, under the shoulder of the other Ruckman. And they start way, way too far back and they end up running toward the ball. So we often talk to our midfielders about don't judge, you know, don't, don't sort of set yourself up based off the Ruckman. Set it up off where the umpire says the ball is going to land because the central umpire does point out the 18 metres. I do concede every now and then it doesn't exactly land perfectly on 18, but the Ruckman are a bit of the problem in this situation. Now, nicely answered. So who will Ruck in the forward line, given Tom Hawkins isn't there to do it today? Yeah, that'll be that'll be something that the guys I know are keen to explore a fair bit. Now, this might be one of your uh, uh, mountains out of your molehills that you might be able to create, <laughs> Wayne. I think, I, think, um, I think the guys will get pretty creative of course Reese is, is there and Reese can play as a more traditional ruck and, and, and go all the way down inside 50 if if need be John Siegler will do will do the same so those guys will probably share the, the load and because they will be likely coming on and off the ground you know in terms of seven eight ten minute bursts I'll probably ruck the whole ground but you know Blitz will do his bit um, there'll be other guys who, who take a turn unfortunately I don't think Shannon Neal's 
fit to play. I don't think he was in the squad. He's just um, come up a bit short to play. So it would have been good to see him. But we've got Asava and we've got Sam DeConi. We've got plenty of guys who are big enough, but it'll be interesting to see. And to be honest, Wayne, I'll be learning as much as anyone about how we're going to um, go about it without Hawk inside 50. Yeah, I saw Shannon Neal roll his ankle running into the fence sort of a couple of day, uh, weeks ago. So let's hope he's okay. Ollie Henry, full forward. Is that uh, you going to play Ollie Henry in the forward line? Well, I think he'll definitely play mostly in the forward line. They, the guys had a bit of a look at him at the other end of the ground. He's such a dynamic athlete. He's, he's really good overhead. He's a really, he's not an old-fashioned style of player, but he's a, He's a he's less about craft and less about you know angles and the and and those sorts of things. It's, he's just a he's an instinctive guy. He's a great mark. He's great on the lead. He's got electric pace. So yeah, he, he does look like you know he does look like that third hybrid forward who can play a little bit taller than he is. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. And I know that Nigel Lappin and, and and the rest of the coaches will be keen to get a look at him alongside Cameron and Stengel and, and Rowan and those guys and see what it looks like. And before I let you go, are you a fan of a mid-season trade period or not? Yeah, I think so. Anything that gives players more opportunity to be playing AFL football, I think, works. I don't think we'd see... We wouldn't see any more than a handful of deals, to be honest. I think we'd only see three or four. You know, you've got a, a player, a team who wants to load up and might, you know, sell, sell or buy a little bit overs to get someone who can fill in a spot. And, and I think the opportunity factor is important. I can think of a heap of guys who have been either the second ruckman or the second full forward or the second full back who would have been playing at 12 or 13 other clubs. I think if we can make that happen, then it's worthwhile. Great to have you, Josh. I'll see you down there a bit later on. Will do, mate. Put the sunscreen on. She's warm here. Yeah, but 16, 30-minute quarters as well. You're gonna, we're going to be there till midnight tonight. <laughs> Josh Jenkins joining us, AFL Nation commentator and Geelong assistant coach, uh, trying to give us a little bit without giving too much away.